There's a there's a guy named Triple G, and uh, I think he's on. Is he undefeated? Um, don't know. And uh, he's fighting a guy um, from Mexico. Oh, uh, is Canelo Alvarez? Is the Triple G guy? Is he the redhead? No, that's Canelo. Oh, okay. the redheaded Mexican. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen some stuff of his pop up. I'm trying. I work with so many Mexicans that it's difficult to get an honest and fair conversation going. It's just all Canelo, Canelo. <laughs> For the record, he's a Mexican. Right. What's the difference, actually? You said that last night. There's a Mexican and a Mexican. Okay. So, oh, so this is your team, Canelo. Yeah. Th that's Eric uh, Maciel. He's Mexican. Coming he's the engineer of the show, speaking off camera. Matt Frazier, Tyson Oldroyd. Um, is it fun, uh, fittest man alive? Like, do you embrace it? Are you like, oh, do you ever like think of yourself? Hey, I'm the fittest guy alive. <laughs> no, that never really comes comes into play. Uh, I mean, it kind of in indirectly or or directly. I mean, I guess how you look at it, but uh, opens up a lot of cool opportunities. So I I really enjoy the stuff that I get to do because of that. Um, but directly, it doesn't really affect anything, you know. Let me get more specific. So like Dan would view himself as a Christian. I view myself as Armenian. You know what I mean? Like there's these things like um, Tyson would view himself as a CrossFitter. You don't like, you don't, you don't, you're not like, man, I'm the fittest. I, I'm not the fittest. I'm not the fittest guy alive. It's not like it hasn't, it's not, you don't see yourself that like that. I mean, it's kind of, it's what I'm pursuing right now. Right. Um, you know, before this, you know, I really dedicated myself to school. Um, before that was weightlifting. Now it's CrossFit. So, I mean, it's just kind of what I'm doing for the time being. Are, um, yeah. are, are you religious? Uh, no. Uh, you have the serenity prayer? Yeah. What's what's that? What's the, what are the origins of that? Someone was saying um, if you had that, that means you were a former addict of some sort or in recovery. Uh, yeah. So my, it, it was just a saying that my dad always said to me when I was a teenager, um, you know, dealing with teenage problems you know they're not actually problems but they're what consuming you at the moment and my dad would always tell me he's like he's like you know just take a deep breath you know say the serenity prayer and uh and you know I, when you're 16 and you're told that you're kind of like all right whatever like that that doesn't do anything then they got a little bit older started dealing with some actual problems and and that just kind of popped in and you know if you really sit down break it down and uh apply it to the situation you're in you know, I found it helped me through a lot of stuff. And uh, I think I was like 22 or 23 and my dad and I each got it. Uh, and my brother, my brother's a tattoo artist. So he's the one who put it, put it on the both of us. Oh, that that's Mako. Uh, that's not your brother? No, that's not hey, my brother. Hey, that's a beautiful fucking head of hair. <laughs> this guy's in Europe, right? Yeah. So he's, uh, he's in Italy. Um, you know, we've gotten, gotten to be uh, pretty good friends and yeah, so that. I think that one I was over in, I was in Switzerland and, uh, he drove, drove to Switzerland, watched me compete for two days and then drove me back to Italy. And, uh, he, that tattoo took two days and then it was, so that was two or three years ago. And then last year, Sam and I went over, he put us up for a week at his place, you know, just, just a vacation you read, you read about type thing, you know, just absolutely incredible. And then uh, he filled in the rest of rest of my arm last year. He's, he's like, it's like he's a world famous tattoo artist, yeah. though, right? Like, oh, he's, like, in, he's like, like incredible. Year, he's like years out. How fresh is that one that he's pointing to? Is that like he just did that? Yeah. So that I mean, that would have been like just finished up like 10 minutes earlier. Who are they? The ladies? Oh, 
they're just some some good looking ladies you know <laughs> it's really cool it, it does not look like he just did it yeah he is definitely like one of the best um and uh yeah i mean like he travels all over the world doing tattoos and he he says he's like uh like he'll announce he's going to california for 10 days he's taken 10 clients and his manager has to like sort through his hundreds. manager he has to sort through hundreds of emails to pick the 10 that he wants to do who's the most famous person he's done i have no idea uh well you're I, the fittest person he's done yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of worked out you know uh we just started talking on on instagram and uh <clears throat> I started following because we know you don't return texts. <laughs> I don't return your texts. Right, right, right. Uh, no, I I started following him on Instagram because purely because of tattoos, and then like I was like a year deep on his feed, and he was posting something about being at a CrossFit competition, and then uh, he CrossFits. Yeah, um, yeah, he's the owner of a gym down there as well. Oh damn, I'm a CrossFit. What's yeah. the name of his gym? Uh, we need to do a piece on this guy. Yeah. Oh. It, Ink and Kilo. Yeah. Inked and Kilos, I think. Um, of course. I mean, of course. We, we saw it. We saw it when it was still under construction, and it is just like, it is phenomenal. Let me guess, there's some great art on the walls. Yes. The, it's, it's in Italy. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you find that? Inked and Kilos? But yeah, so I started following him purely for like his tattoo posts, and then I started doing CrossFit, and uh, he and I. We just kind of struck up a conversation. I was like, you know, if you're ever stateside, I'd love to love to get in with you. And uh, we tried lining up a couple things up, but uh, I think the f one time he was in New York, and you know, re it was during regionals week, so I was like, probably can't, oh, probably cool. can't do that. But how much is a tattoo from a guy like that? Uh, what was he calling saying per session? I want to say it was like twelve hundred. And, and and a session's like an hour, twelve thousand. 2500 and how long is a session um i think anywhere from like four to six hours okay he just won't he, you won't sit down for any less than 2500 bucks basically i think that's crazy yeah i mean and and the whole time we were there uh like and we, he did that in one session that that, that uh, one no the, the first one was two sessions it was six hours for each and then Ooh. the inside of the arm i think i sat down for 11 hours straight did you work out the same day you get those uh i think I think I was, I waited a day on the one on the inside of my arm. And then the next day, uh, Sammy and I were competing in Switzerland. Competing? <laughs> yeah. When you say Sammy and I were competing? Yeah. Yeah. We did a team competition together in Switzerland. Oh, nice. Yeah. We, wasn't there, there was video of that, right? Oh uh, yeah. I'm sure there's some, some floating well, around. Wasn't, wasn't Marson there? I think that was the year, that was the year before, uh, oh. Brooke and I did it together. Okay. And so then oh, they, okay. they asked me to come back and do it again. And, uh, you know, like Brooke and I were competing together, you know, I think there's kind of that expectation to perform and do well. Yes. And then this year I was like, no, like I, I can't, can't do that right now. And, yeah, yeah. uh, and so, saying. so I told him, he just kept forgetting. He's getting tattooed. He's like, Brooke, I need you to oh, give me a yeah. clock this, and then buy me about. a children's outfit for his four-year-old niece. Oh, oh. Speaking of, oh, you're in the shop right there. <laughs> Matt, do you have a best friend? Just a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your best friend? Sammy. Besides, besides Sammy, do you have a best friend? Uh, yeah. You know, I probably have a couple that 
Um, yeah, I, I have a couple like very, very close friends that probably know know everything there is to know about me. From high school? Uh, one's from high school. Um, and then I'd say two from two from uh, the CrossFit world that I'm like attached to the hip with. Wow. So like newer friends. Yeah. Yeah. And um, would you see yourself as like maybe a, 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 a more difficult person to get to know? Like you're pretty closed and protected. I have this perception. I have this total perception of you that. Um, yeah, that, that it's not a um, it's not a done deal. It's not it's not, <laughs> it's not a it's not a one and done. It's not you're not a uh, chatty Cathy. You're not you're not going to let people in easily. Um, I don't know if it's so much as like, I'm not going to let people in, you know, I just, I would rather have one incredibly good friend that, you know, do everything with that I'm can count on any time of day than having like 20 acquaintances, you know, um, you know, I been like that since I was 10, 12 years old. You know, my friend from high school, we were attached to the hip from like sixth grade all the way through senior year. Um, and it was just we were always together. And are you still friends with that guy? Yeah, yeah, very, very good friends. You know, um, after high school, he moved to California, so we we uh, we don't see each other as much. Um, when the games were in California, that was our week together. You know, he would come out, watch me compete, and uh, I would always tell him like, don't don't come out for the first couple of days of competition. Come out, watch the Saturday Sunday, and then take the next week off of work. And so we would do the motorcycle trip every year after the games. This is the yeah. guy that went with you and Dan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the at the games this year, um, I think it was before the competition started. We were in that underground tunnel, and I had wa- and I had walked up to you with the camera, and I spoke to you probably like for like a minute or two, and then uh, I walked away, and I'm like, hmm, that that was a little weird. And then um, Jonathan Haynes, uh, that uh, the fact that you're giving that look makes me so happy. That, I, I, that it doesn't I don't stick remember in this. your head. That's so good. Well, I'm, then I'm gonna bleed out all my insecurities to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I walk away, and Jonathan Haynes, the head of CrossFit Games social media, says, "Hey, that was a little weird." I go, "Oh, you think so?" And he goes, "Yeah." And like deep down inside, I was like, I was thinking that was a little weird, and I was hoping he wouldn't, he didn't see it. So then Gary Roberts out here, this guy sitting out here, going through some footage. Uh, the next day he's looking through the footage and he's like, Hey man, that was really weird with you and Frazier. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> what interaction is this? I don't remember what this at all. Oh, that makes do? me feel so good. I, it, you well, know, what did you ask me, man? Um, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that. I, I think, I, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it's what I asked you. I think it, that, um, that I'm not used to having interact the athlete. I think you're a unique athlete. I think I'm not, I'm not. Um, comfortable interacting with you the way I am with the other athletes. There's a different dynamic there. Okay. Right. And so, um, like maybe I need to be coddled more, um, than you were willing to coddle me. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) You're doing a great job, Savan. And, um, right, right. (laughs) And so ready for next year. Yeah. And so like three days in, so three days, so I'm like, okay. And, um, uh, someone said to me, um, I was going over it with someone and they said, Hey man, he doesn't need you. He's got 900,000 Instagram followers. He's got all the attention he has. He don't give a fuck about you. Give him his fucking space. I'm like, wow. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Damn, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I give you a guess who said that. So, um, so like there's like a day left in competition and, um, I really, really stayed away from you, which was 
not, I mean, not something I would ever thought that I would have done. I was going into the weekend thinking I'm going to stick to Matt like Lou. And uh, you said, hey, man, you've been kind of, you said something along, hey, you've been kind of distant. You haven't, you know, what's up? You've been, kind, you've been missing in action. And I said to you, I'm giving you your space. Do you, do you remember that interaction? Some, yeah, I, I think I remember being like, man, someone's talking to everyone else. Like, why is he avoiding me? Okay, like, good. It, well, had nothing it, to do it, with It's you. not that I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it's just a, an, an observation I made. It's not that you didn't enjoy the space. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so then we chatted a little bit um, very briefly and then we, and then we went along and then as the CBS shows were coming out and some of the stuff was coming out, some of the media, I'm like, Oh man, Matt's fucking killing this. So I sent you a text oh, yeah. and then you didn't respond. <laughs> and I sent you another text and you didn't respond. And then Tyson's like, Matt's coming into town. Let's get him on the podcast. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, huh, this is, we had that weird disconnect at the games. This has been sitting with him for a year now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Tyson knows his office is right there. And then, um, and then, uh, and then you weren't returning my text. So then finally I'm like, fuck it. I got to try one more final like method. So then I, I Instagram Matt and I said, Hey, are you getting my texts? And he immediately responds, are you that 805 number? (laughs) Well, so I look like I'm some sort of stalker. I'm like, Oh, well, so I remember I said who I was. I remember when I got got the first text and it like had had a picture on it and and it was right in the middle. I think it was right at the end of a competition, whether it was regionals or games or it was something. You were and, tied up, and I was getting swamped with messages. Oh, it was right after the games. We and were. So, I said, "Fucking insane, amazing, yeah." yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was just responding to a lot of texts, and it was a number that I didn't copy realize, and paste. And, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I I really do try to address the people that like have helped me and supported me and that I'm in constant contact with, um, to give an individual message to. And that's usually like I sit in an empty room for an hour. I'm like, all right, one hour I'm doing nothing but responding to these texts. And, uh, and so that was one that came through. I didn't have the number and I was like, I, I don't even want to get into this right now. Like your phone the, didn't the say awkward... this might be Sevon. No, your no, iPhone didn't do no, that. Like search you your email. You didn't say like, Hey, it's Sevon. Right. Know? Right. <laughs> I know. Was... But sometimes like if someone texts me and I don't have their number and it we've emailed be... before, my phone will be like, it might be, yeah, it might be Matt. Okay, yeah. So. I got none, none of that. Okay. And... Fuck your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then I looked back at the message and it was one text per month for like the last like three months. And, uh, and so yeah, finally, every, every 28th of the month at 3 yeah. PM. <laughs> and so I, I finally screenshotted it and sent it to, I think it was Mars. And I was like, Hey, like you have any idea who this number is? And he's like, ah, it might be Savon. And the fact that he said it might be, I'm like, okay, you would definitely have Savon's number. And you're saying it might be it's Mars. It's, though. it's probably not. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, then, then it was the Instagram message. It's like, Hey, you getting my text? I'm like, Oh of course, that's who it is. So awesome. <laughs> and of course, it was like you didn't introduce yourself on the text. Stupid. Like you of were me. just like, what a pompous. He dude. would obviously have my number. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me, the guy blocking the clock. <laughs> so awesome. He told me. He told me that you guys had finally talked, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing on the podcast, right? <laughs> um, are you moving to Cookville? Oh shit! Just direct with just it. Went right at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw I saw the Instagram posts. Yeah. And then um, someone must have mentioned to me. Oh, oh, someone someone <laughs> mentioned it, huh? Might be the same person from before. <laughs> yeah, the same person from before. Is that is that is that a um, what what's attractive about Cookville? 
taxes, bro. Oh. <laughs> um, is it Tennessee's got a good? Yeah, so no income tax. Okay. Um, Neither does Oregon, right? Yeah, so there's six states um, that have no income tax, uh, three of which look what, appealing. What are they? Uh, let's see. So there's New Hampshire, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Alaska, and Wyoming. Is Alaska just out? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, I mean, cool place, but hunting, you'd enjoy that. What's that? You'd enjoy the hunting, but beyond that. Yeah. Beyond that, you know, actually I've never been hunting, so I don't even know if I would. Yeah. Never been. That surprises me. I haven't seen Rich. There's a lot of people that shoot for sport though. I haven't seen Rich's new house, but his first house he paid 150,000 for, and that would be a million bucks, a million five just down the street from HD here. So I get it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Tennessee and New Hampshire don't have income tax, but they have a different tax on like investments. And so as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, those are out of the question. Um, and so Sam and I were actually looking in Texas and we're like, all right, we'll do six months in Texas, you know, um, be residents there and, uh, keep our place in Vermont. And, uh, but you know, it was kind of like, all right, what gym am I going to train at? You know, um, I don't know anyone in Texas in terms of like training partners or even just company to have in the gym. And, but we're like, you know, financially it's the right move. So, uh, we'll figure it out. You know, I train by myself most of the time anyways. So, and then, uh, talk to some, uh, some accountants and they're like, Oh no, like no, Tennessee, New Hampshire are good. Like, um, oh. like the tax isn't anything worth worrying about. Um, New Hampshire, you live in Vermont, New Hampshire is just a side. Yeah. So, you know, move, right. Just that, to- that was, a something we talked about and stay with your family. And we, we kind of thought, you know, if we're moving, we want to move, um, you know, New Hampshire, would, we'd still be trying to like commute back pretty often. Right. And then we're, we're still stuck in, in the cold ass winters, you know? Right. So, uh, turn the page a little bit. Yeah. You know, like in Vermont, like it, it's an issue, like it affects training in the winter, you know, uh, I have to go into the gym 30 minutes ahead of time and put the space heater on the bar. So my hands don't, don't freeze and right. uh, stuff like that, you know, so little things, but, uh, and so we, uh, would you train it? So is it, is it really, a, is it really a possibility that you'll move there? Uh, yeah, it's a possibility. Wouldn't, um, that's just kind of weird, isn't it? Why is that? Um, cross the games champ for four years, lives there. It's fucking in the middle of nowhere. No one would have ever heard of Cookville if it wasn't for rich. <laughs> and, uh, he he bows out and this new guy steps on the scene that's super dominant and the town he picks I, I i don't know I, I i can't pin it it just seems maybe weird's not the right word the 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 odds is like shit maybe i should buy a lotto ticket too that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. just like the what are the odd. what are the no, I mean, odds? So, it's so, not like he lives in new york city so a couple of years ago you know um like when i went down to to train with him and you know just on the ride to his place it was like yes i I dig this. You know? I had that feeling when um, I visited first visited. Same, um, yeah. same You know, yeah. it's yeah. very, very like the landscape is almost identical to Vermont, um, and it's except it won't freeze. Exactly. You know, they they get they get the seasons, but nothing drastic. Yeah. Um, I know this is falling into the weeds a bit, but would you train at his place? Like one of the things you said is you you know you don't if you in Texas you wouldn't have any. Um, yeah. Uh, cohorts. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about it and like. You know, immediately, like, as soon as I found out Tennessee was an option, you know, I shot him a note and just like, hey, like, this is the situation. Um, 
like would this be cool and and he was like he was just like hell yeah come on down man um and he, so he is a warm yeah. open arms guy yeah i mean you like he and hillary i mean you can't ask for better people you know they opened opened their house to us and just made sure we had everything we needed while we were there and uh you know he obviously has a great training spot between his gym and his house and uh so it was just kind of open door policy and cool. so you know if like I'll, I'll always keep a home gym you know um i i do train by myself a lot you know i i attack the stuff that i need to attack but and i mean he's just a great guy you know like like me yeah sort of, <laughs> a, lot of a lot of common interest it's kind of cool yeah exactly kind of funky yeah and i remember uh talking i was i think i was I think it was Hillary that I was talking to and just kind of said, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to step on any toes or anything, but at the same time, it's like Cookville was the obvious choice for Tennessee because like, we know so many people there already. Like we got, we've gotten to know a lot of people out of mayhem on the team. And it's what Texas didn't provide you were saying. Yeah. And, and so it was kind of like, I didn't want anyone to take it the wrong way. I was like, I'm not moving here. Like with the sole purpose of training with rich like yeah we're obviously going to overlap like and we both get when along. is the last time you trained with him prior to this prior to this visit to look at real estate probably before the 2015 games okay maybe. um which sort of re-emphasizes your point you're not moving there to train with him yeah i mean you haven't been there in two i years. mean like i'm looking forward to training with him right um i mean you're not going to find a better training partner um and there's but, a ton of people that pour through town, right, to train with. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even, I mean, even look at the their people, whole crew. their whole yeah. crew. I mean, they're all freaks when it comes to fitness. They're all incredible. Um, but the biggest thing is, is I just want to be surrounded by good people. Right. You know? Um, you know, like I when I train right now, it's like I'm in the gym. Rarely, rarely am I actually doing a workout with someone, but I like having that company of good people. You know. Uh, there, there was a, um, there was a, 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 something on Instagram, a meme, and you couldn't hear what you were saying, and it said, um, "Don't ask me about Rich." Yeah. Did is is that really what you were saying there? Oh yeah, those are my words. Okay, yeah. tell tell me about that. What's the? So is it that commentator? So, is it the question? That well, no. You? So is it was. So the situation was, you know, I just finished the event, and he pulls me over and to doing the. This is a CB, some CBS guy. Uh, Sam. It was right after the event, right? Yeah, yeah Sam yeah, yeah. Sam Favre, or yeah, yeah, is that yeah. his name? Um, so he pulls me over and he's asking me the questions, you know, like about that event and how do I feel about the rest of the competition. And it's not it's not live at the time. He's just prepping you for what he's going to ask you. Or? No, no, no. Oh, this is was, this is live. Yeah, oh, it is. It oh was. shit. Okay. And, okay. Oh, he's got it pulled up. Great. Uh, so, anyways, he's going through his questions and there was a sheet of paper at his feet that had the questions written out on it. Oh, and so I'm I'm reading this. I'm reading the questions on the floor. As you can see I'm like looking straight down. So I know the next question he's going to ask and it was something about that. And uh and so I thought the camera was going straight from my face to his face. I didn't realize it was a wide angle. And uh it was a question that I was like don't don't even bring this up, you know? There's there's no point talking about it. Just leave it alone. And uh and so when he pulled the mic back to himself to ask the question, I already knew the question he was asking. It was written on the piece of paper. And so I just said, oh. <laughs> and did that fuck him realize. up? Did that throw him for a uh, Yeah, I, I, think he, I think he stuttered for a second, oh, but good. then he just kind of picked up, picked oh, up with another question. Misery loves company. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's how I feel around you. 
Tell me. It's <laughs> amazing. I didn't. Re- I didn't know the story about the. the so yeah. So you know, I, I got asked about that a lot, and and uh, you know, I think people want to put that twist to it. You know, they they want they want that that story to talk about. And uh, what is the what is the story? Like, who's better? Or, or yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just or people do you are wish asking. Was there or people are always just asking, trying trying to compare. It's a constant comparison mm-hmm. and constant comparison and. And my, my response is usually like, if you want to talk about the 2014 games, when we were mixing apples and apples, right? then we can talk about that, you know, but like different events, different yeah. competitors, like we're, we're, we're playing the what if game. These hypotheticals. Yeah. Scenarios. The hypo hypotheticals. Yeah. And so it's not it's like, enjoyable for you. It's exhausting. Well, I mean, it's not even so much that I just find it a waste of time to talk about what ifs, right. you know, like give me a black and white scenario of this is fact like i don't want to hear about your opinion let me propose something how about a um rich frony matt frazier one-on-one competition for a charity probably not (laughs) (laughs) in 2016 you um i don't even remember the event but you come around the corner of one of those land buoys and it's you and Ben Smith, and you guys sprint to the finish line across the whole entire soccer stadium. Oh, the, the sprint event. The sprint, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like? Do you do you feel like you're flying there? I mean, to us, it was it was crazy electric. Do you have any memories of that, or is it like yeah. you can't? Even oh, that that's that is a that event. I will have memory of for the rest of my life. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> every every <laughs> time that from off screen, she every, in, every uh, time that event comes up, I get goosebumps. Cause that was like the proudest moment I've ever had in competition. Like granted. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's a 50 point event, you know, like it wasn't that important, but that was the moment that it was like all that, that hard work that I put in all year, like, you know, the, the humbling moments all year of training with the high school, high oh. school track team of like, it's pretty humbling when you show up and you're getting getting your ass handed to you by some 13, 14 year olds. Right. And to, and to frame that for anyone that doesn't remember, that was because of the year prior. Yeah, yeah. So the 2015 yeah. games, you know, the the sprint event, I think I finished dead last on both of them or close to dead last on both of them. And so, you know, it was the thing that I identified as a weakness. And, you know, I'm going through like options of like, how am I going to fix this? Like, I don't know how to train sprinting. And, uh, so my old weightlifting coach, um, who is a track coach by trade and got into weightlifting to help train track athletes, sent me a message and he was like, Hey, like, hold your head up. Like you did great, blah, blah, blah. Um, and if you want to work on your running, please keep in mind that I'm a track coach. And it was just like, there of course, go. like That's I don't need awesome. to seek out some online programming or something like he's in my hometown. And so started working with him and it was like he had one or day two. one he Man. brought you into the well so we, we had it your high kids it was beat like, up on you <laughs> it was celebration must have been better than yours <laughs> yeah. after that right movie. it was right. uh yeah the first couple times you know it wasn't track season and so it was just he and i or like he and i and one other kid and uh and then he was like you know so track season's starting so i have to coach the track team but you're more than welcome to show up to the high school track practice that's amazing and uh so show up and the first day was super awkward because you know i walk in with all these like 
I think it was from eighth grade to 12th Did grade. Did they run a background and on you? Like, isn't there something called like Megan's Law or Amy's Law <laughs> or something where like, you can't be near the high school? Well, I, I showed up and, you know, I think all the kids and a lot of the adults thought I was like an assistant coach or something showing up. Uh-huh. You're lining up with and them, then, of course. And, they're, and they're like, course. all right, like practice start, everyone like get in five lines. And I got in the back of one of the lines and I got some odd looks. Oh, that's, but, that's awesome. And by the end, did you have any camaraderie with the kids or yeah, high I mean, five them or fist bump them? Or was there any like, did you try I mean, like, you, to? You're, you're kind of making small talk with them, but like at the same time, I'm I'm walking a thin line of like, I don't want to come off as a creep. Right. Like right. hanging out with these like 15, 16 year olds. So were, I, were, I'm mostly kept to myself. Were you a run? Were they beating you? Oh God. Yeah. So the one kid that, uh, that my coach, so Chris Polakowski, he was track coach and he was my weightlifting coach for 10 years. He, every time I would get up the start line or before practice would start, he was like, Matt, you're going against Chike today. It's like, so all the lines are kind of staggered. So everyone's going against someone different every time. Yeah. He was like, Matt, I want you going against Chike every, every run you do. And so he was, I think he was a junior at the time. And, uh, he, I think he went on to win the state championships his senior year. Wow. So, I mean, legit athlete. And he blew me out of the water every time. Wow. That's, <laughs> and you're such a fierce competitor. Was that grinding at you? Uh, I mean, I was trying to beat him every time. Right, like it right. wasn't like I was giving a half-ass effort and did, losing. Did, did you ever beat him? No, no, not even close. Not even yeah, like in Rocky, have... not the final <laughs> event of the season. <laughs> even oh no, he uh, no, he was good. Like that was his sport. Chike. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think he, yeah. So he ran is, the hundred. Is he going meter. to the Olympics or is he in yeah, college? Now? Is yeah. he still running? Yeah, I mean, those are your choices <laughs> after after competing at a high level. <laughs> wow. So you have a you have a step here on or Ben has a step on you here. Yeah. Yes, you know that was. Um, and do you see him ahead of you as you come around the turn? Like, yeah, oh, so shit, that, he's got one step on me. Yeah. So after every turn, you know, his acceleration right out of the gate was was better than mine. So he got a yard or two on me um, out of every corner, and then I was able to catch up going into the next one. Um, so that was something that I identified this year. It was like okay, like. That was the proudest moment I've had all games. Um, I play second place and I'm very happy with that placement, but I see a weakness, you know, my, my starts are my weakness now. Uh, so that was something that the day I got home from that, got some starting blocks and, and went back, went back to Polakowski and was like, all right, Let's go to work. I just want to start. Who's was, the new Chike? <laughs> uh, no, I've just been doing it, uh, going myself. Um, Oh God! Is this it? That this is the 2015. Look at that's thickness right there. How much bigger were you that year? Uh, I think I was, I think I was floating just above 200 around that time. I don't think I've watched this event ever. Really? Yeah. Can you make that full screen, Eric? Trying to chase down Dan Bailey's time of 18.56 seconds. You had hair then, Matt. Yeah. Final heat of sprint course two, and Panchik out early again. We got technique just god Ben Gerard awful. at the top of the screen. Ben Smith in the middle with no shirt in the gray shorts trying to keep pace. Oh, that was awful. Where are you, Matt? Panchik and Smith battling, and Gerard was there as well. Oof. 
Ben Smith just edging out Scott Magic, but for Dan yeah. Bailey, that means he's going to win his first career event even say your at name. the CrossFit Games as his top time of they don't, they 18. Don't need to talk about last place, man. Matt, for a long time, I was I would call you Matt Frazier. Yeah. Do you get that a lot? Yeah. But it's Fraser. Oh yeah. I mean. I, I couldn't care. I've been called way worse. You just ignored the dis- like the distinction. That he never right listens. There. He yeah, never yeah, listens yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like my first name. It's one T. In my, well, no, no, it, I'm saying like it's like so common for it to be mispronounced that you don't yeah. even hear it anymore. Well, no, I mean, I remember when I was like young. You know, it's like actually it's Fraser, and then you, you realize like uh, who cares? Like yeah. I know who they're talking about. Right. Like, right. and it's the same with like my first name. It's like there's one T in it, but. 99% of the time people spell it with two and it's just like you just stop correcting people it's, it's like so I, I, have, I have bigger things to worry about right I was trying to get I was trying to get Matt a key card for, for the gym when, when he and Sammy got here and I texted damn him. that's some VIP shit I, yeah boy needs a key right and uh, I text Carrie here he's he's kind of like the building manager mm-hmm. and uh, and I screenshot I was just going back and forth coordinating Tom I think is the one you guys linked up with yeah, to yeah. get in and uh, I screenshotted our conversation to confirm that you guys were on your way. And his response is, oh, that's cold. That's not how you spell his name. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it in my phone with two T's. So. Yeah, it's everything. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's like, I know who you're talking about. Like, <laughs> you're trying to say my name. Like, make a good effort. I'll roll with it. Uh, final I think I think it's the right before the final event. You guys are getting a debrief on the um, staircase. Yep. And uh, it's you and the great uh, Cara Webb sitting there. Matt, you already know where this is yeah, going. Yeah, I already know where this is going. <laughs> Damn, I thought I was going to surprise you with this one. No, I think I got asked about it yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I Mark. should never be sharing my shit with those yeah. guys. You fucked up, man. So, uh... <laughs> So Cara, Cara, Cara says, "Hey, what's the what's the minimum work requirement?" Yeah, she's she. I'm like thinking to myself, man, she can't be thinking like that. She's got to win this shit. <laughs> and uh, I walk over to her and I said, "Hey, man, why did you ask that?" And she goes, "It wasn't my question." I go, "Whose was it?" She goes, "It was Matt's." <laughs> Damn, just throwing <laughs> throwing it out there. <laughs> and uh, oh, she was she's so in love with that fire, fittest fighter fighter in Australia. Did you meet him? Her dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's just on cloud nine. Like, yeah, she's just. Yeah, I, I met him. Met him briefly. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. She's just <laughs> funny now. You know, such a different car web. But uh, uh, you you came, then the event started, and you and you came out like very um, like comically slow. Yeah. Just I mean yeah or chill <laughs> like like. Like, put, like, you might as well have just been stirring an Alka-Seltzer in some water or something. You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> it so... Was funny. It was so, It was actually very funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing behind that is so... It's like, if I hit the minimum work requirement, I had enough points, I could place dead last as long as I hit that requirement. Um, and so, you know, even something as simple as we have to start facing away from the parallettes, three, two, one, go, turn around, kick up, start your first set. And even something as simple as that is... If I rush and like my hand misses the parallel or I just don't have a good grip and slip off and break my wrist, games games is done. Oh, that's right? amazing. You're thinking like, about it. it that. So I'm I'm all I'm thinking is like I have six minutes to do a total of thirteen handstand push ups, thirteen deadlifts. Like, okay. So even something is like I'm not even thinking about if I can't complete this task. I'm thinking of like if something comes up like I twist an ankle, like 
like it, it doesn't matter why you don't complete it right not right. completing it is the same whether it's like i'm not capable of it or i get injured you know so i'm just taking it like like super it was, cautiously it was pretty it was pretty cool to see you like just take a minute and just kind of take take it all in yeah yeah um yeah, and you, you know, really do take it in, right? As you come over to the kettlebells, it's almost like you're asking the guys around you, like, "Hey, what's up? Are we gonna do this?" Yes. Yeah, I, I think like at, one, I think at one point I was kind of talking to Rick, and, uh, and you know, I was kind of like, "Come on, man, like, let's do some work. Let's let's put on a good show uh, at the end there." And uh, but it was so during during all the events, you know, I like tunnel vision on what on what's in front of me you know the task at hand and the competitors to my side and trying to keep an open line of communication with my ref um but in terms of like hearing the music i hear nothing in terms of seeing the crowd i see nothing like i can't tell you a single thing from the whole competition of the crowd music anything um so with this it was like okay like i hit the requirement i mean are you in last are you in last place right here oh yeah yeah i think by a long shot <laughs> Yeah, I actually no, no. By by this point, I had caught back up, so it was going into the set of thirteen. I think I was in last place, and then, like, I hadn't gone fast yet. You know, I hadn't pushed it. So that first set of handstand push-ups, I think I did seven or eight. Look, like, and then, and like yeah, like around. you're looking around. Like, yeah, yeah, so look, it's right here. This. You know, um, you never get that. I've ever. It was cool. I realized, like, you know, my my time on the competition floor is numbered. You know, it's not going to keep going on forever, and so I wanted to like soak it in you know take a look at the crowd hear the music you know um really soak it in and then i i started getting choked up so i was like all right enough of that oh shit <laughs> wow well, you did right there huh did you expect that that's just oh, out wow. of nowhere just getting choked up just yeah you know it was just it was just it's it's crazy you know uh looking around at how many people are there you know knowing that that my friends and family are there watching, you know, thinking about the whole year leading up to it of like everything that went into it all to that moment. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty overwhelming. Earlier, earlier you said, um, you, you, when you're responding to text messages, you'll sit down for like an hour and you'll give thoughtful responses. And you know, what's really cool about that is, um, as an, as a non-athlete, non-games athlete, um, those P it means so much to anyone to get touched by you. Like I haven't, I haven't so much experienced it with you, but like Cotron will really take her time at certain times and just really touch all the fans she can. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's crazy giving back. And so to hear you say that, or to get, to see that you get choked up out there and give that back, it's like, cause the athletes are so focused. I mean, it's, 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 um, it's a, it's a conundrum, right? It's like, you have to be focused on yourself to win, to be the person that we want to adore. Mm -hmm. And if you give too much of yourself, you lose that edge, right? So it's kind of like, it's a, it's a crazy balancing act you guys put yourself through. Yeah, I think uh, I, don't, I don't balance it too much. You know, I think- uh, You're just focused on getting the job done. I mean, for, for the entire year, you know, I have one thing on my mind, you know, uh, every decision I make comes down to what's going to benefit me when it comes to competition time. Um, so, you know, the last year or you two. You don't compromise anywhere? Not usually. I, I try not to. Um, you know that scene in Pumping Iron where Sh uh, uh, Schwarzenegger doesn't go to his dad's funeral? Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't been put in that situation yet. Um, but, you know, just stuff as simple as, you know, just for six eight months you know i'm not i'm not leaving home uh 
same diet, same sleep, sleep schedule, you know? Um, and, and it's not just me sacrificing stuff, you know, it's friends and family like right. Sammy, Sammy puts up with a lot, right? Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, you surround yourself with, with, uh, like-minded people that, you know, they know, they know why I'm doing it. They agree with it, support it. And, uh, I mean, you surround yourself with a good team and it's pretty incredible what, what can get done. Is, is the, is the end goal to, um, and I'm going to really simplify this, save enough, have, have this career as an, as an athlete, get the proper endorsements, get enough money and, um, and sort of be independently wealthy, like in, you know, three to five or six years. Is, is that, is that, you know, uh, I mean the, the thought of like being independently wealthy, I mean, no, no, that, that I'm just nip that, uh, okay. no, that's not, that's not the goal, you know, um, I want to be able to live comfortably, you know, um, I'm not looking to drive the fancy cars, live in the fancy house. No, 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 like no, that. no, sorry. Like, sorry. No, no. I wasn't suggesting that in the, in the slightest. What I'm suggesting is that it's to really work hard now and make the sacrifices now put in the, you know, so that you can have a nest egg. Well, um, there's a John, uh, John Goodman. Have you, uh, what was the movie he did with, um, Mark Wahlberg or, um, do you know, fuck you money, the $3 million. Do you know that? I know yeah. the reference, but I, I don't know the movie. Oh, it's amazing. So when I think of you, I just think of you as that person. Like, hey, this this guy is really, really focused, and he's really he's like yeah, he's mom, like my mom or my dad. He's like probably already has a retirement account. You know what I mean? Like, oh, day day one, I, I set up a retirement account. Like at eighteen, when you first got your first job, right? <laughs> you'll you'll enjoy this clip. This is just play that. You're at, you're asking me about that John Goodman quote. Oh shit, I lost it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yes, I, I I I'm familiar with that quote that you're talking about. <laughs> so, so all so so you have like a, that's what I mean by long term plan. I mean you, like you have a plan or a short term plan for your long term. Like you, I I've, you're, I've you're leveraging. The I'm I'm very I'm very aware of the situation that I'm put in now. You know, with these opportunities and uh, opportunity to win some good money and. Uh, and not pay taxes on it in Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, I'll I mean, part smart. Of the, trust of the me, plan, right? I'll still be paying taxes. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm very aware of this opportunity. Um, you know, the, the career path I was going to go into engineering, you know, I can lock down a nine to five and have, have a good salary and live comfortably. So right now it's like, okay, I have the, this opportunity to, you know, stash some away and try to be smart with it. And, uh, so that's what I've been doing over the last couple of years, you know. Um, Sounds like you've been doing it your whole life. Sounds like it's a trait you've had. Yeah, you know, I've I've always that's who tried to plan for tomorrow. Um, but when you're a broke college student, I mean, how much how much can you actually save? Right. Uh, so well, you can not smoke all your weed on Monday. <laughs> hey, you you mentioned something actually uh, about not having the, driving the fancy car or anything like that. Yeah. You you actually just bought one of one of like my dream trucks yeah your seven three yeah yeah seven three power stroke regular cab oh yeah how do you reconcile that what, well what no, no, no. Like, how, no 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 like, my point my point is like, like did someone give it to you or you bought it oh no so I, I i bought that and uh i was looking for probably six or eight months you know like i had very specific uh, truck that i year. wanted sammy says a year no what's, yeah, what's sammy, interesting sammy about that is. is you know the the champ he wins you know, he's, he, you got you've got a pile of cash. You, you know what I mean? You've you've compiled yeah. from winning the games a couple of times. 
And instead of going out and buying a brand new truck, there's a specific truck and guys that know power strokes know that the best motor, the best truck that they ever built is a very specific range. What? 94 to. Yeah, that, so oh, that, that's your truck. That's yeah, what so, you got. Yeah. Well, you are you are moving to Cookville. <laughs> Look at that thing. So what, ninety four to ninety eight? Yeah, that was Ford's turbo diesel, and it's amazing. How much? And I, oh, I, I don't want to talk about. It, it was way less expensive than a new truck. But, um, that's still yeah. crazy expensive for a used truck. Yeah, it was definitely up there. You know, because for for that truck, you know, it's so rare to find. With the yeah. mileage that I found, I found it with 90,000 miles. You know, they're usually wow. up like two, 300,000 miles. Uh, there's not a speck of rust on that one. Um, so that's hard to find. And How many did you look at? Oh, I mean, I was checking. Scouring Craigslist was, for years. Yeah, before. for probably the better part of a year every day, like looking eBay, Craigslist, and surrounding areas. And Sammy actually started kind of getting fed up of me spending so much time looking for it. And, you know, there's some on eBay. Did but it it's interfere like, it's, with your fitness? <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> Like I'd find one out in Utah and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, but I can't afford to take, take the time to fly there and drive okay. it back. And Sammy's like, like, just buy one already. Buy me a plane ticket. I'll go out and I'll drive it back. <laughs> I do. I just think it's awesome. It, you, you've of course won the games a couple of times. Yeah, of course. No, this no. is a guy who powder coats a new piece on his motorcycle every week. <laughs> well, yeah. I have an appreciation for those things. Yeah. But I just think it's cool. Yeah, you know, you didn't run out and buy a brand new a brand new truck. You bought a you bought a twenty year old truck. But for anyone who knows what what they're yeah. looking at, you know what you're looking you at. Yeah, I I I like the things that I like. Um, Is there a swoosh on it? Because I like them, not not because they have the higher price tag or anything like that. You know, could um, you sell a swoosh to Nike on the door? Be like, hey guys, buy me this truck. I'll throw a swoosh on the door. Oh no, I'm keeping that baby all all original. <laughs> Is it fun being a Nike athlete? Hell yeah, man. It seems like it would be really fun. Yeah, of course. Have you met anyone, any of their other athletes? Have you met LeBron? Uh, no, didn't meet LeBron. Um, I met I met a couple a couple of their athletes. You know, a boxer, rugby player. Uh, a couple years ago. What boxer? Do you remember his name? I I, I don't remember his name. They I think he was from rugby. London. That's what they play in. Yeah. So the overseas. boxer was from London, I think. The rugby player was from Australia. Amir Khan. Huh? Did you meet Amir Khan? I have no idea, man. Okay. Uh, I bet you it is him. Yeah. I met met Phil Knight uh, oh. a couple years ago. That was pretty cool. pretty crazy, you know. Um, That's cool. But is his hair crazy, like in the photos? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, got like yeah. the pompadour, like the Trump. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, super nice guy. Um, and just you know, kind of looking at it, you know, uh, you know, like looking at his age, like he has no reason to show up for work ever you know he he can retire and be more than comfortable um but it was the type of thing like he loves what he does so it's you hear that cliche saying of uh once you find a job that you love you never work a day in your life and i used to always hear that like ah oh, like what bs you know fuck you old man <laughs> right it's but old, then old people talk but then but then you know you've kind of i've gotten to meet a lot of people over the last couple of years that are masters of their trade and and they excel in it because they're passionate about it. So they're willing to put in those hours because they don't consider it work. This is what they would want to be doing, even if money wasn't a factor. So then they become the best in their trade. And so seeing stuff like that is uh, pretty cool for me to- What was see. it? Was it a bidding war? Was it like Nike offered you this much, Reebok offered you this much, Under Armour offered you this much, <laughs> and you just went with Nike? Uh, 
No, no, that wasn't um, that wasn't the situation. No. Well, can you say what the situation was, like how it unfolded? Uh, like this? the the big factor um, was so early on in my career, I signed with uh, with a clothing brand, and uh, and then you know things kind of got bigger, and some bigger sponsors started coming, and uh, you know had some some offers, and but I I didn't want to leave the guys that helped me from day one. Right. Um, and so Nike was willing. another trait that kind of oozes off you. Uh, loyalty, uh, uh, by the way, yeah. So Nike was the the company that was willing to work with that, and so they they allowed me to stay with the brand that I was with from day one. Wow. Yeah. And you and and, cool. and since then that's expired that contract yeah. or that relationship, yeah. and now you're solely Nike. Yes. So shoes, pants, shirt. Like, if you wanted some pants, could you call someone right now and have them FedExed out for the ride? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably, over there probably, yeah. yes. do you have do, is, is it just is it just like a stack of nike shirts in the closet and that's what you wear like you have like your standard outfit those jeans and nike shirt like you just wear every day yeah um yeah i mean kind of with i mean with how long i've been with them and you know my my wardrobe is basically Swooshed. all nike yeah um as as mine is almost all reebok except for all the filson filson vests <laughs> <laughs> When, how how long is that? How long are you with Nike? Um, you know, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Um, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll retire a Nike athlete. You will, okay? Yeah. Someone told me um, that you for that they the games money you win when you win the games that in your contract it says they match that. Is that true? Uh, no, it's not true. Um. I don't, I don't know how, how much specifics I can talk about, but no, that, that statement's not true. Is there, well, let me, let me back off a little bit then. Is there motivation to win a financial motivation? Like, do you cross the finish line and you're like, holy shit, I'm going to get those new tires for my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's how every sponsor is, you know, okay. um, they, there's, there's something there's built incentive. in every, incentive, there's, there's, every contract, there's incentives built in of, of like. Yeah. That's that's what they're hiring you for, you know. Uh, they want you to Perform. do well, and the better you do, you know, typically the better they're going to do with like your promotions and stuff like that. The gold Nikes you got are they are they um, usable? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're like they're functional. You could put those on. They're not like made yeah. of glass. Oh no, I yeah, I could throw those bad boys on, but they're they're sitting on a shelf at home. Uh, they're just my looking at shoes. <laughs> <laughs> is is Sammy getting decked out in Nike stuff too? Oh yeah, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she, uh, yeah, she, her wardrobes. Are a you good portion Nike? <laughs> are you a um? Are how, how old are you, Matt? Twenty-seven. Are you are you a <laughs> uh, are you a romantic guy? Like a drop to one knee, candlelight dinner, um, foreplay. Like, are you a? <laughs> are you a? You know? Sammy, am I romantic? Yes. Yes. Very, very much so. Yeah. And have you have you always been that way, like have your your whole life? I mean, have you always been sort of like? Uh, Probably not. You know, uh, like if you ask, if Sammy it, brought it out of you. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, changed changed everything of who I am. You're you're 27 years old. You're sort you're at the. Um, I mean, God, I wouldn't even say you're at the peak no. of your of your career. Um, 
and I have to imagine that not only with opportunities like with Nike, that there's other opportunities too in terms of relationships, like just like people, um, women, um, whatever adventure, and and you have a, a, a like a serious commitment I, everywhere. You guys go everywhere together, right? Yeah. Is that a? Um, do you feel like you ever like you're missing out, or do you? Fuck ever no, like, not not for a second. Uh, <laughs> and how did that happen? Like, what is it about Sammy that like the rest of that stuff? doesn't penetrate uh you know like we we go on the adventures together you know um like all the stuff it's i i want to share that stuff you know um it's not like oh I is have it from to... your mom and dad your mom your mom and dad were that like right they were yeah so you know they were not only sports partners but they would they were lovers yeah, right? yeah they got married right. um and so you know uh you know, my my dad would always share stories of like when they were on on tour and uh, that's Sammy, they're, right? They're, yeah, want to make yeah. sure we got the right photo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my parents got to travel the world together, and uh, and you know, I always valued that of like how cool is that? You know, they like individually they got this incredible opportunity, but then like they got to spend the rest of their lives together in terms of like, and they they have those stories that they no one can take away. That's that that's it, and. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've always wanted that, you know, that was something that was, I heard about when I was younger and I just always thought like, man, like that would be so cool. Um, and so then I'm, I'm so lucky that like it's happening. It happened. Um, and yes, totally. so I, you know, I'm grateful every day, you know, it's not the type of thing like where I'm looking back a year later, I'm like, oh man, that was such a cool experience that I got. Like Sam and I talk about it all the time of like, we are in such a cool position, like uh we we don't take for granted anything that's that's happening when you went out and visited rich and you saw that he has two beautiful kids was there any um did you feel any clock ticking or itch in your scrotum or <laughs> no and any guys want to <laughs> jump jump ship and... <laughs> no you know we we've obviously talked about that and uh but we also see like the stuff that we're doing now it would be a lot harder if we had if we had kids so you know it will fuck your priorities up whether you want to or not. It will it unravel your shit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're both on the same page of like, like there's a timestamp on what we're doing right now. You know, it's, right. it's, it's not going to be forever that someone wants to buy me a plane ticket, fly me to beautiful sunny California and do that, you know? Uh, so we're, we're taking full advantage of the stuff that we can right now. And uh, when the time comes, we'll, I mean, you'll never see me again. It all confines you to Two things about that. One, I, you know, I've heard that. I've heard you say that before. I've sort of heard you say, you know, these are sort of, um, you sort of, when you talk about your life, it's like compartmentalized. There are these sections. But my, my thoughts is, my thought is when I hear about the transitions your life has gone through from an outsider, you, you, you yourself, Matt Fraser, don't know what you're going to be like in five years. You're really like exploring yourself to its fullest. And in five years, you could, for all you know, you could, um, I've heard you say, oh, I'm not going to open a gym or I'm not going to do this. You, you never know. Yeah. You know, um, if you're a jump in with both if, feet if, kind if of you guy, and we me, obviously don't know what you're going to jump into next. right? If, if you asked me five years ago where I was going to be today, mm -hmm. I and, and you told me that I would be competing in CrossFit, I would have laughed at you. Just like, no way is that ever happening. Right. But then, you know, it kind of turned events, you know, uh, and it happened. And, you know, I'm a very black and white kind of guy. Like, there's no, 
there's very little gray area. You know, I like facts. Um, and if I'm going to do something, I want to, I want to commit to it and, and do it to my fullest, you know? Um, so that, that's kind of what happened with CrossFit, you know, jumped in with both feet and, uh, and gave it a whirl. And, and so in five years, you know, I'm very excited for what's next, you know, I have no idea. Like, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what I'm able to apply myself to next. If I, if I, if what I'm saying is, um, so obvious, I, I, I apologize in advance, but, but I don't think it necessarily is. You're, you're at this one tip of the spear for CrossFit and on the, and then on the other end of CrossFit, you know, you're sort of like the, the skin of CrossFit where you live, you know what I mean? The, the, the forward facing CrossFit games, what the entire world sees. Right. Yeah. But underneath that layer of skin, there's 14,000 gyms and there's a, as you've seen as you travel the country there's a massive <clears throat> obesity epidemic and, and more importantly there's a massive type 2 diabetes epidemic i mean it's really really bad um and it's you sort of becoming this face of crossfit and more and more and more you're inspiring those people who not only um not necessarily want to go to the games but you give them hope you know what i mean you're you're sort of like a, a mortal who turned into a superhuman being in their eyes. You know what I mean? And we see this over and over and the emails pour into HQ. Oh my God, Matt got me so excited I got into CrossFit. But not only to be a part of the games, but to like change their life. You know what I mean? And, and save their life. I don't know if you've heard Greg's recent lectures, but and it's pretty st standard. Um, the whole medical community accepts it that 70% of people are dying from chronic disease, which is basically what they're eating, their nutrition. So do you, do you feel any of that from... Um, from where you where you sit that you're having that impact or that you're that um figure or is it still like nope gotta i'm just focused on yeah you know um i'm definitely not focused on trying to inspire anyone um uh, but but i i get the the messages you know um i get and i think a big chunk was from uh the Nutriforce videos that got released before the games this year you know they did one a week for like the 70, six the 72 weeks. part series yeah 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 yeah, dude, yeah, was, yeah. uh you know, those guys did an incredible job with it, you know, and with the amount of time that they spent and the amount of content that they got uh, was just incredible. Um, but I think that was more or less the like the first time that like guys were around me enough to kind of get like a day to day feel of what I'm doing and kind of picking my brain. And, you know, like I'm, I'm very good friends with both the camera guys that came out. So doing it beforehand or you built it. Uh, so I knew knew one of them okay. ahead of time, then really liked them. And then I got to know the other one during the whole process. So, you know, when, when you're sitting down for interviews, it's we were literally just having conversations. Right. And then they were able to they're very, very skilled at what they do. And they're able to edit it to kind of make it make sense. And uh, so I think that that was a big part of, you know, I got I couldn't tell you how many messages I got of like people tuning in every week to watch that video and tell me they loved it. You know, it changed, changed something in their lives. And that's awesome. You know? Um, and you know, I've, I've gotten to see it firsthand with a couple people in, in my family and a couple friends that, you know, just weren't happy with, uh, with their body physically or with their health wise, you know, and, uh, they made, and, that's the best part, right? And, Who and was it in your family, by the way? So, so the first one was uh, was my brother. Uh huh. You know, he came to the games. Was he fat? Uh, <laughs> he he had 
he had let himself go a little bit and uh like by no means like you won't see him walking through the supermarket and be like oh my god Shit, like, he's huge. Like a guy. Yeah. yeah um but you know he was always an in-shape kid like through high school and stuff and uh role model role model for you uh oh no we couldn't be more different okay uh okay. we like ever since we were like 10 years old just polar okay. opposites okay um but it was he came to the games one year and like fittest crowd in the world and and his words were like oh my god i'm so fat like i'm the fattest person here and so you know and you know i talked to him a little bit and just like you know make make small changes don't make this big drastic swing and be miserable make little changes at a time then it becomes normal then you make another little change and and i remember i saw a picture of him like after a couple months and he had lost 50 pounds and i was like he was holy shit like wow like you look like an entirely new person yeah that's a bag and, and a half of dog food that's like, you know like whenever i think and, of like 50 pounds yeah yeah like it was huge and he just made some little tweaks in his diet and started running and and then um does was, he have kids yeah he has yeah he has two daughters so you have two nieces yeah that's cool um and then it was this year during the open he he was like i want to do the open oh, he, he wasn't cool. doing wasn't doing crossfit he just wanted to show up on fridays do the open workout and leave and uh and it was a huge eye opener that he was like, I run ten miles a day or five miles a day, and they went in for the open workout. Enough to do the- <laughs> and uh, and so the first workout, you know, I'll always remember that picture. He's he's a very intimidating looking guy, you know, uh, like big big grizzly beard, rides a old uh, was it Ironhead Harley, like tattooed neck, knuckles, like he's tattooed oh, head to toe, and uh, and then the picture I saw of him was when the first open workout this year finished and he's just laying on the ground in the fetal position in a pool of sweat. Who sent that to you? Uh, he did. Okay. And, and I was like, man, that's awesome. And he's like, man, I thought my cardio was good. He's like, this is a whole different, this is a whole different type of cardio. Like, and, uh, so after the open, he ended up joining the gym and been going oh, pretty amazing. regularly. And what gym did he join? Do you know? Uh, yeah. I don't even know the name of it. Um, but he's down in Louisville, Kentucky. And, and so, you know, like we, we talk all the time of like, he was just texting me this morning, like, oh, I'm, I'm getting a weight set for home so that like, uh, I can, I can start working on my lifting in the backyard while I'm watching, watching the girls, you know, like uh, his two kids running around the backyard. He didn't want to have to like wait until his wife got home so that he can then go to the gym and start training. How, How old are your nieces? Uh, one is about to turn six and, uh. And at the same time, the other one's turning one. And what's this? Do they love you? Does a six-year-old love you to pieces? Uh, I think so. I hope so. I mean, like when you come in, is it like <laughs> I, Uncle I, Matt? And I, I try. I try to be him. the cool uncle. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had to. I, I was told to pull on the reins at one point. You know, for like her birthday, I was like, I want to be the cool uncle. I want to get her a dirt bike. Right. And I asked my brother, like, uh, right, is that, is right, that cool? Right. And he's like, Hell yeah, dude, get her a dirt bike. This would be awesome. And then like a day later, he's like. You can't get her a dirt bike. Like <laughs> <laughs> they put out a um, they put out a Instagram post asking what people would want to ask you. Oh God! Did Tommy? I I I edited. They they read they read me a few. I, 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 think I, I saw kept the them, post. I think I kept them easy. I saw the post and immediately scrolled by it because I was like, the things that are about to be said here. No, these I can are never these are these are easy. <laughs> these are so easy. Okay, number one. Tell me about your first buy experience. My first what? <laughs> <laughs> what <do you> say? 
<laughs> I said, tell me about your first buy experience. Oh. <laughs> um, These are easy. <laughs> how many wins do you want? I don't, I don't have a number on that. There's not a plan. No, there's not a plan. You know, just taking it uh, one day at a time, you know. Um, I might. I mean, I, I've always Can said. someone like, take a, as, sorry, as long on. as it stays fun, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Can someone take a year off? Could you take a year off and come back? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I've never done it, uh, so I don't know. I don't know what would go into that. You know, it's a, it's just something that I've never dealt with, so I, I don't know the answer. Do you? Ha so is fun the only metric that really you're rolling on now? Is it? What if? Um, what if someone popped? I know you don't like hypotheticals, so just we, if you give me a, a sideswipe. If you, well, so if, you don't do, if someone popped on the scene that was so fucking gnarly that you, that. Um, you felt like you were going to be the turn into Scott Pancheck and just take fourth every year. Oh, um, Scott's going to love that. <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh Would you? I mean, he. Okay, another sidebar. So I've, there's I've, a lot of great guys that you're standing on their back. They have to take second, third, fourth, and fifth. They're, I mean, Scott's like the fucking greatest CrossFitter alive. He can't get the respect because there's dudes like you who are just like stand on his shoulders every year, right? So I've so, I've had a I had a job. Actually, I've had a couple of jobs that it was literally every morning wake up at like the one job I was waking up like three thirty in the morning to go to work and literally like open your eyes. And just the first thought was fuck. Like I have to go to work a 12 hour shift. What were you doing? Garbage man? People, people want to know what you were doing. What was <laughs> what that you garbage doing? man? No, I was, uh, who gets up at three thirty? paper route. Well, so, so the job I was working, it was, it was, uh, it was out in the oil fields. And the main thing was like, uh like spraying um like to kill plants so you know like like you have an oil head oil head out in the middle of the field and if a Kill, fire killing our oceans if, is what i hear if a uh, if a fire breaks out like the fire can't get within 100 yards of the oil head or you're gonna have a big explosion so you have to go out and like clear just and it was mostly just grass and stuff but uh and then we did like hydro seeding and then uh i was used for the environmental drilling um because I was the only one strong enough to lift the Just augers. Just blue collar work. Yeah, and it was yeah. uh, you worked minimum twelve hour days, and you didn't get any days off unless it rained. And you so, sat in a truck and had um, uh, Big Macs and um, chicken McNuggets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, like basically. That. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So like that job, and then I worked another job. Uh, it was just it was it was a good job. It was just sitting behind a desk nine to five and with both those, you know, I'd wake up in the morning, just be like, Oh my God, like, this is my life. Like, this is awful. Every morning you wake up. And the first thing is I have to get ready for work. And it's like, fuck, this is miserable. So if it ever becomes that with the training or competing, then, then I'm going to pack it in. You have no tolerance for that. Um, you just shift. I mean, it's just, I wasn't passionate about it. You know, I would love, down the road to find uh, an engineering job that was on a project that I'm passionate about. But, but like when you're working out in Alberta, wake, waking up at three 30 to go work a 12 hour shift of those are, that's a real oil job and there's no, um, that's just all dudes, right? I've oh read, yeah. I've read articles about yeah. places like that. Like I mean, cities of 20,000 men just, yeah. So yeah. So we making did. shit loads of money and blowing it on horn meth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, I heard the stats out there is like the most, some of those towns have the highest paid prostitutes in the world and the highest, highest priced drugs. Um, but then you talk to some of the people that 
they're young. And I, I was told, you know, if you have a clean driving record, you don't drink or drug and you have an education, they're like, you can write your own paychecks. Um, and so that, that was the reason they'll let you work as much as you want. I mean, it's just, that's such a rare combination of someone that also wants to go do camp work. Right. So you're working 28 days on 28 days off. Um, and the money's there if you're clean. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're clean and willing right. to work yeah. and you have a head on your shoulders, like you can make a killing. Do you and ever, do you ever drink alcohol? No, not Never. at all. Did uh, you go through a 12 step program? <laughs> uh we're not getting into that (laughs) save something for the next time you yeah all right um yeah so that was was the original plan after college was to either go on an off-sea oil rig or uh like fort mcmurray or something and do camp work you know i i like that you know when i'm working i like to work when i have my time off i like my time off so you know having the 14 day on 14 day off or the 28 and 28 you know that's very appealing to me you don't want to break your wrist in event 13 or 14 of the 2017 CrossFit Games, and yet you ride a motorcycle. Is there? Yeah, man. Is there any, like, do you, is that like, you're like, okay, I can do that. That's one risky thing. Do you check that off in the risky column, or do you not even see motor, motorcycle riding as risky? Oh, no, it's very risky. You know, I've I've crashed motorcycles. I've been hit on my motorcycle. Um, I, I'm not blind to, to the risk involved. Um, but, like, this year, it was probably a month or two before the Games, and, you know, I uh, pulled it in the driveway and uh, Sammy came out and she's kind of excited. Like, oh, you know, it's a beautiful day. Let's go for a ride. And I was like, no, nope. oh, you are a lucky man. Oh, very lucky. You are a lucky <laughs> man. Uh, and I was just like, Keeper. nope, like throwing this thing in the garage. I'm not touching it. And it was just going to and from the gym, you know, 15 minute drive each way. And I almost got hit three times, you know, just oh, someone not yeah. looking, merging yeah. lanes without yeah. realizing good, I was good there. Good day to put it away. And, and I was just like, it's not worth it right now. You know, the day we got home from the games, yeah, we got we hopped back on and, and went for a ride. But for the month or two beforehand, uh, and it was before the games last year, uh, I got I got hit on my bike, and it was just someone didn't see me. How uh, fast were you going? Uh, I was probably doing, I was doing like forty. Wow! Um, it didn't go down. No, no. Luckily, uh, because it, it was raining too. So like, if it weren't raining, I would have like probably tried to like, like steer out of the way um, after they had hit me. But uh, it was raining, so I was I was already cu- worried about slipping, and uh, so yeah, you know, I got sideswiped. You know, my floorboard got stuck in the wheel well. Um, they they damaged floorboard, man, floorboard, floorboard. <laughs> they, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I took out both doors, both quarter panels, and their mirror, and I had to buy a new floorboard. Uh, but like it was right before the games, my ankle was like puffed right up and sixteen. I think so. So, so and you won the game. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I got sideswiped. I didn't go down. Um, fuck the car up. My handlebar went into the car and just drug it down the whole side. Yeah, that's big exactly. In the back and, but the floorboard closed. Oh really? On my foot. Yeah, mine. Mine oh, literally it, got in between it, the it quarter panel for like a month. It got in between their quarter panel and wheel, mm-hmm. and the wheel caught it and ripped it off, and it. And so it got caught in the wheel well and just crinkled up their back quarter panel. Did, did the first thought that coming? Did it lift? I can't believe how like the way you explained it. I, I pictured just it lifting the bike. the bike up a little bit. I literally just like I just tensed up as tight as I could and just. Uh, wow. And it was actually one one of the cops that showed up was was a buddy and and he said you know it, it was like ten thirty eleven p.m. and uh, were you lane splitting? Mm-mm, oh. No, 
and uh and he showed up and he was like holy shit man he's like we just got a call like 11 p.m it's raining and a car hit a motorcycle he's like i thought i was clean coming to clean up a body shows and up and just, it's you yeah and he was like and it's you awesome wow, <laughs> wow. damn uh and did you think as soon as it hit you were like fuck my games are over uh n- no i thought shit my life is over okay right, <laughs> right. 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 Wow. uh someone asked one of the questions and i thought this one was pretty funny uh could you beat lebron on the versa climber i have no idea man and if he held his hand up could you touch it i have no idea how tall is he he's fucking tall like the ceiling like 10 feet tall <laughs> uh i don't think i can grab 10 can you can you slam dunk is, no, no i i can't i can't grab 10 <laughs> lebron's 6 8 by the way 6 8 yeah yeah, I'm sure he has like a 14 the, the foot wingspan. The Versa climb a challenge that, that that actually might be a little bit. What is that? Isn't that like the wall thing? Yes, you're, like a, it's like a like I it's like a, it's like a ladder. Oh, is it like the dowels that go across yeah. on a belt? You just sit there and like. Oh, what <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his with his long powerful limbs, that might be tough. I think that's why they asked, just because he would have a crazy advantage, right? <laughs> I might. I might uh, I might go with LeBron on that. I'm going with Matt on that. <laughs> of course you are. Fuck you, Tyson. <laughs> what keep what keeps what keeps Matt up at night? Matt with one T. Not a fucking thing. I sleep like a baby every night. <laughs> <laughs> what what you have a king size bed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. A- any I, special I, sheets or just the cheap ones off of Amazon? Keep it keep it frugal. Uh, Sam, Sammy's in charge, charge of that. Yeah, linens. she gets, she picks the linens. Two separate comforters. Oh yeah, yeah, that's one oh, thing really? that was a game changer for us was Wait. two separate sets of comforters on one king size bed. Yeah. Two full king comforters. Wait, so you each have I think, your? Own? I think they're like queens. Yeah. You each have your own, or like two? No, yeah, we each have our own because oh. it was like it was a constant problem of like, I'm told that I steal the blankets in the middle of the night, and so Sammy's like, I'm gonna fix this. I'm gonna I can't see. I don't see you as a blanket guy. Yeah. I see you as just probably being like a furnace. Like oh, you have three fans on you and, and you're still like. Oh, no, I, I am a furnace. Yeah. yeah, I am. I sweat every night, but keep the AC cranked up and snug up there with a good go. blanket. There you go. Do you have this isn't a question from the Internet. Do you have your um, your rest and workout balance perfectly? Like does Matt. Fraser know when to rest and when to work out or sometimes do you just default I think a lot of CrossFitters just default to working out shit's not going well work out oh yeah no I, I fuck it up all the time okay. uh, yeah I have days all the time where I wake up and I'm like oh my god why did I do that yesterday okay like, I'm I'm paying for it today oh yeah I'm still working things out as I go so you're not you're not a um are you, are you talking about like adjust like does he understand like how much volume and and how frequently or are you talking about like work life balance uh, the first one. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't have that figured out at all. You know, I'm still kind of, kind of winging it. You know, I try to be, I try to be smarter, but I still make mistakes all the time. Do you do all your own programming? Uh, some, you know, uh, like Bergeron will send me some stuff, especially like the month before the games, you know, he'll start sending me some more specific things of like, I want you doing this and that. From that, that analysis he does, he's talked about how he does an analysis over the games looking at like what should come up and what should come uh, up based on I, I don't know if that affects like the 
the training immediately um is immediately what before the games you know like if you start training something a month before the games like are you really going to get that good at it you know like yeah. studying last minute it might be a little too late for yeah that. exactly um but is that the same programming he gives uh Cotrin that in that win in that some window? some of the stuff is the same um but i think a lot of it is different like throughout the year you know we have different weaknesses so why would we both be doing the same things um but i mean this far away from competition like i i just do all my own stuff um i don't think i've talked to him since the games you know like it's kind of take take your time rest relax do your thing and do you do you plan is is it like mapped out do you do you plan what you're doing like a month out or oh, is it, God, is it no. the type of thing where it's you kind of figure it out day to day uh yeah more more day to day um i think there's some stuff that it's like okay it's usually on sundays i swim or like usually on tuesdays i go to the track uh stuff like that uh but that's purely just to fit the schedule of when the pool is busy or when the track is busy right. i avoid those those hot times but that's about the extent of it you know there's not too much science behind it like um if i'm going to take a day off i usually, sounds like crossfit <laughs> usually like if i take a day off it's on monday um and the sole reason behind that is the gun range is empty on mondays so that's when that's i go awesome so uh that's what dictates Tennessee. Here you come. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I think we've covered a lot. Oh yeah. Touched a little bit, I guess. Yeah, of everything. We opened <laughs> up a lot of doors. We and we'll just leave them open until the next time you come. Is it hard for you to come out here? When can you come out here again? Is this like take a lot out of your busy schedule? Uh, I mean, it'll probably be like in another month or so. I'm probably gonna lock it down, not leave home again. Wow, that's what, that, you said that earlier. There's like eight or nine months where you just don't leave. Yeah. So like, and then and then like like this month right now, like we're we're on the road for over a month now. Like we got a couple of days added on, but we left on the first. We get back to Boston on the first. Then we're in Boston for a couple of days. Like we're we're yeah. We, I've been, I've, I've I've been, been home. watching. You guys have been all over. Yeah, I've been home for five days total since, since the, the games, game. and wow. I and I won't be home until like first week in October. Um, when you when you when you look at the landscape um, differences between um, Carson and Madison, does that affect your training at all? Like knowing, okay, hey, this is a whole different venue. Um, more running, more swimming, less running, less swimming, more hay, less hay. <laughs> uh, not so much. You know, it's kind of knowing that you guys probably have more access to whatever you want in in Madison. You know, I think the town is behind it a little bit more, so they're more willing to like, oh, if you need a street shut down or if you need the boat launch, like, like all that stuff. Um, oh, you need an entire park to make a cycle cross event. Like, you guys have access to basically whatever you want out there, so it kind of kind of opens it up, but it doesn't affect me too much. You know, I just keep kind of doing what I'm doing. Is that hammer event stupid? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I like the event. Um, that was a, I, I, I liked a lot about that event. Um, maybe I, the app, maybe the apparatus just sucks. Like maybe they need a hammer event, but a better apparatus. I think, like I think a better way to test it. I think, um, I think events that allow for opinion can be dangerous. Um, so if there's something like box jumps, did they hit full extension at the top? Did they, some refs 
are like, oh, you're basically there. And then others like want you to pause at the top. So it's like, that's kind of a tough movement because there's right. opinion involved. Right. So instead of doing box jumps, do box jump overs. You know, there's fact. So what, was the, what the was the opinion in the hammer event? Uh, I think if like they were telling us, like, you have to stand in line with that front face of what we were hitting. Um, so, you know, one ref may want your heels in front of it. The other ref may want your toes in front of it. Right. Um, and then another ref is like, go ahead, stand three feet behind it. You know, and is, uh, that, is that because of the way that the hammer will hit? Yeah, you're able to, yeah, you're, if you're standing behind it, you can drag it. Um, you can kind of hook it with the hammer and pull. Um, so I think, did you do that? No, no, not at all. Um, was it hard not to? Yes. Yes. That was hard not to. Cause (laughs) like you see, I mean, right. You, you see, you see your, I don't know what, what to call it. Like a anvil. Like, I don't know what what was that basically. Let's call it an anvil. Um, you know, like when you're watching it move a quarter inch every smack and you're like, this is going Just nowhere. crushing you mentally. Um, and, and I want to make it very clear. Like I wasn't winning that event, no matter how I did it or how anyone else did it. Like it's not an outrageous strength for me. Yeah. Um, but I was able to get, get through it. Yeah. Um, like, oh, so wait, wait, like what we just saw there, like the feet are in line. That's what they were saying. Yeah, that's what they said the rule was. So that wouldn't count. That's interesting. It's really so, yeah, Fellner's you know, getting it moving. Um, and he he's not doing a hook push. He's no. just doing a push. I think I think Fellner's doing a good job. Yeah, there. me too. Oh, sorry, I was talking about Fikowski. Sorry, I had him confused. Um, but I, I think there there could be something taken like even just putting a piece of rebar, like welding it to the front of it, so it's like only you can only push your ankles up against it. You know, I I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a, an equipment hey, that's the, designer. That's the, that's the engineer but, and you coming out. Um, yes, you are an equipment designer. Um, but I think so. This is like clearly not. I hate to point whoever this is. Oh, but. oh yeah how far back well the thing is when dave was briefing it i think he was telling people hey you wanted your feet way 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 back remember that did you hear that like you don't want no, to stand no. in front of no they, they were telling us you have to stand oh is the flush flush with the front of it okay um wow. whatever noah did gave him a huge advantage whatever technique he was using <laughs> yep because i mean he didn't win by a little bit well, I mean, like, so right now we're at 218. I think the winning time was like 140. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's the type of thing, like, I am I think stuff like this comes up all the time of, like, the people pro people programming kind of say, like, oh, we should have changed this. You know, they, they go back. I'm sure they look at all the stuff and what can be done better. And so the next year when it comes back, it is better. You mean him? That guy. That same guy. That same guy we keep talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, even in terms of, like, anything, you know, um, always trying to improve, make stuff better. But the yeah, um, this is embarrassing. Do oh. you get it? Then I'll ask a better question. Let's not, let's not look at this. Oh, no, no. Matt I, didn't yeah. take first. Um, <laughs> does, the, does the drug testing get annoying? No. Like throughout the year, someone asking you where you're at, you have 24 hours to piss in this cup. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, like, oh, it's Jesus. No, I mean, that that's fine. It's uh, 
you know, it's not something that's on the top of my mind. So it's like, it's usually last minute. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to submit. Like I need to submit before I leave. Like it's all year, right? Yeah. Random. It's part of it though, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I've, I've had that for like, I had that in weightlifting and it was, it was no advanced notice in weightlifting. Like they would literally like if, if for some reason you got up in, in the dorm rooms at the Olympic training center, you had to give one hour of your day where they can physically show up and you'll be there one hour every single day and so everyone puts uh from 5 to 6 a.m okay i'll be in my room oh right Um, right it's usually a safe bet and uh and if you had to like get up to the airport and leave like you'd see the the usada guys like they'd be standing in the hallway literally like looking at their watch at like 4 55 and as soon as they hit 5 a.m like oh shit and so you're used to it yeah, so I mean the the whole drug testing thing, it's nothing. And how's it work with CrossFit? They give you twenty four hours. Yeah, so the, they'll they'll call you and be like, "Hey, we're showing up." A call or a text message? A uh, call, yeah. And uh, I mean, we've had the no advance notice. I've had it at home. I've had it. Uh, and someone watches you pee. Yeah. Facing you. Oh yeah, they're not they're not shy. <laughs> Always a man. Yes. Yes. Anyone ever giggle at you or go? Oh. <gasps> <laughs> Either end of the spectrum. Sammy's <laughs> 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 cracking up over here. That's awesome. Okay, because you're not coming back I know, until next year when you win again. Um, how? What? What pointers do you have for me for next year of the games in terms of? Um, yeah, let's turn this around. Matt uh, Fraser. What are some? Pointers oh, you know, I was talking to someone else, and you know, they kind of asked. They're like, "Hey, like, we want to make sure that like." the stuff that we're doing behind the scenes is okay you know and uh, who the fuck asked that you mean uh, someone from crossfit I, i'm not throwing them under the bus man it's not their snitching. fucking business that's my domain i ain't snitching <laughs> they were probably uh, asking for this me. guy <laughs> careful 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 what's going on man um and you know and I, I said like i remember a couple years ago there was like the espn cameras that were they they were they were strange like they said nothing what's that like what Oh yeah, the chief thing is nice. Uh uh-uh. uh, straight yeah. from here. Oh yeah, yeah, we're going for a ride after this. Uh, but yeah, like the ESPN guys, like they, we didn't know them. They wouldn't talk to us. They just like followed you around very closely and would say nothing. And I was like, I don't like that. You know, it's kind of yeah. strange. But with all you media guys, it's like you guys know the routine of like the last couple minutes before an event. You're not usually talking to athletes, or at least not to me. Um, so it's like, all right, that's great, you know. Uh, but like when when we do talk, it's not like you're just some annoying reporter. It's like it's we we may, we mainly know you guys like on a more personal level. So like we know we're we're more friends than anything else. So it's like we're in the back cutting it up with you guys. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. talking to you, it's not like a straight interview. We're just having a conversation. So I mean, yeah. and that's obviously when the best results come out as well. Because I'm not worried about phrasing an answer perfectly. You know, it's. In 2016, you were in the in, in the um, at the top of the tennis stadium, and you're just about to go in, and you're doing that whole. Um, for people who don't know, you have a whole like yawning routine before you. Oh go yeah, out. That's, yeah, that's just an old habit from uh, from weightlifting. And um, and Scott Pancheck is there, and he's like <clears throat> telling me, "Get that, get that, get that." And so I come over, I'm like, "Hey Matt, what's going on?" And you're like, oh, "You know," and, and you were like almost vomiting and i was talking to oh him, yeah the dry heaves and i was engaged with you and matt matt was matt was rubbing you know throwing some com- or not matt uh, scott? scott was throwing some comments at you um 
and you seem perfectly cool with it yeah um just like chill just like you didn't the camera wasn't well i mean it's something something that's happened for yet it was an intimate moment <laughs> you know what i mean i mean here you are trying to have a moment right before you go out and i have the camera in your face and scott's talking shit to you and it's like oh yeah i mean i mean with, with all the guys that we compete against you know uh there, there's friendly trash talking going on you know um I haven't experienced any like serious trash talking. Um, it's all like in good fun. You know, we like a lot when you walk by Gerard and he was snatching 225 and you said, going for a PR, huh? Do you remember that? <laughs> well, yeah. And then, yeah. And then like, he, he continued on to get a 30 pound PR. And, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he fucking killed it. Uh, that was pretty cool to see. Um, but I mean, like, you know, like a couple of the guys that I talked to all season long, we we talk smack and joke around all year long. So it's not like I'm just seeing a, a new guy at the games and he's coming up and right. like talking shit, you know? Right. These, are, these are boys. <laughs> yeah. You think Bridges will make another run? I have no idea. Um, I've, I haven't talked to him since the games, really. Uh, I think we may have exchanged a couple texts, but um, yeah, I, I haven't really talked to him, so... Have you ever thought, what if that happened to me? What if I went in one year and I'm top 10 and then all of a sudden I'm just fucking at the bottom of the heap? Would that like, um, like the, like the, the mental test that that would put you through? Oh, I mean, yeah, I think about it all the time. Like, you know, the, the week before the games, you're always thinking like, did I do enough? Did I do the right things? Um, and what if, like, what if I flop, you know? Um, so I mean, it, it's constantly there. I mean, that's what I'm training to avoid all year long is diving in the pool and having a big old belly flop, you know, have you ever been this good at anything else? Uh, I think I was decent at school. Um, but you know, I just did my undergrad. Didn't, didn't like pursue a master's or anything, but you were a straight A student. Uh, I was Dean's list. Like mo I think my whole time at UVM, I think I was Dean's list. Um, you know, I put in a lot of time, a lot of effort on that. And, uh, I feel like most of the time the results showed for it. Better boyfriend or better CrossFitter? <laughs> <laughs> You're Sammy's only boyfriend. She's no judge. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, okay. We're good. Matt, thank good. you. Yeah. Thanks for having very, me, guys. Very, very much. Fun. Yeah. All right. Let's go ride some very motorcycles. Cool. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what I was going to say.